the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame. For over 30 years, his radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene, where he invites you to join him, both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. I'm Mike Boyle, and we are back for the second hour of the Restaurant Show on News Talk 710 KNUS every Saturday, 3 to 5. Then tomorrow, I'll be back with another show from 10 o'clock until noon. Today, we're doing a meal deal. Joyce's Famous Pizza, 2120 South Broadway. That's Broadway, just a little bit south of Evans on the east side of the street. Joyce has been around since 2008 with her Famous Pizza, doing a wonderful, wonderful job. Up until 5 o'clock today, dine in, take out, just get in the door. You want to phone in your order, get, you can call it in at 459.59, and you will get the $20 plus pizza. Runs about $21.22 with tax for only $10. And you can dine in or take out. You can phone in your order, 303-777-4992. That's 303-777-4992. Or 303-77-PIZZA, P-I-Z-Z-A. And you can get as many as you want, and maybe you're going to have a little uh, party tonight. The CSU Rams uh, kick off against Utah Tech at 5 o'clock. Air Force Academy at 6 o'clock takes on the San Diego State Aztecs. So uh, maybe get yourself a pizza or two or ten and uh, either enjoy the game or have some other folks over to enjoy the game with you also. Okay? 303-696-1971. In addition, I mentioned that I have schedules for football, you know how you get those magnetic schedules. Maybe you have somebody that uh, you know that's in the real estate business. They send them. Anyway, Rob and Carol Hoffman of the Hoffman Group sent me some. And if you would like one, all you have to do is send me an email at mike at mikeboyle.com. Send me your snail mail address, and I'll stick it in the mail to you. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll put a little surprise in there. Yeah. I've got some uh, nice uh, sandwich cards from... Dickie's Barbecue. Um, I've got some nice uh, sandwich cards from um, 
Jersey Mike's. Yeah, maybe I'll mail them out, and maybe there'll be a surprise in there. Maybe there won't. That's the chance you got to take. 303-696-1971. Uh, I guess the House has passed the um, spending bill or whatever they call it, continuing resolution or budget to keep the government going. It now has to pass the Senate, and it has to be signed by um, the president by midnight tonight. Let, let me ask you this. I'm asking it somewhat rhetorically. How come every time the government shuts down or there's a threat of a shutdown, they just try to scare the hell out of the senior citizens? Our senior, I guess senior citizens maybe are that dumb. We elected Joe Biden. I didn't vote for him. You probably didn't either. But uh, this country did. But, oh, the senior Social Security and, uh, and the military. It's always the military. What if you were a senior citizen in the military? Man, they'd really double-zap you. And what about, you know what? I was an employer for 30, 35 years. I never had a non-essential employee. The government's got thousands of them. 303-696-1971. We'll be right back on The Restaurant Show. is the time Amarillo by Morning by George Strait. You know what a kawinky dink. That is one of the favorite songs of Peter Boyles. Peter Boyles, talk show host over 40 years in Colorado, uh, had a big retirement party uh, not so very long ago, missed the business, so he does the Saturday morning show from 9 o'clock until noon and occasionally fills in a little bit. But I had lunch with Peter and Steve Shaw. Steve Shaw is the owner and operator of the eight Black Eyed Pea restaurants all up and down the Front Range. And um, we decided to go to Jay Alexander's. And it's been there since 1997. There is in the shops, the promenade, I believe it's called, on the north side of County Line, on the west side of I-25, across from Park Meadows. And it's kind of tucked away, and you know what? You used to be able to see it a lot easier before they uh, built the light rail line, but I had kind of forgotten about it. I actually did a show there. You old-timers remember I did a show there to help them get it open. And, God, we went over there, we met there, and the food was absolutely terrific. The server was um, older, and I don't mean like a blue hair. I don't mean like a senior citizen, but, I mean, she, she was a pro. She had been doing it for a while, just a delightful lady, and um, Caitlin. And we had French dip sandwiches, fries, very good fries, very good sandwich. It came with the au jus. It came, they either put the creamy horseradish sauce on the sandwich um, I chose to have it on my sandwich, but I also asked for the regular horseradish. The regular horseradish to me is just a little too spicy. The creamy horseradish is a little too bland, so I mix them up, get it just the way I wanted, 
it was really and, and and then she suggested that we get an order of mac and cheese so in addition to our side of fries we got a mac and cheese and man it was good it was really really good mac and cheese you know how they put it in a boat and then they kind of uh, singed the top. It, it, it was very, very good. Jay Alexander's talked to Ben, the general manager. Um, then we had had enough food, but she suggested dessert. Steve Shaw from the Black Eyed Pea, he knows that they do a very nice carrot cake. So um, did a carrot cake, and then our server said, they, they call it a, a four-layer ice cream or something like that, but it was really it, it's kind of like a mud pie, you know, where you've got the cookie crust and then you've got the layers of it. It was really, really good. We ate a lot of food. It was a lot of fun. Jay Alexander's. All right, I want to remind you today, up until 5 o'clock, Joyce's Famous Pizza, 2120 South Broadway, just south of Evans, the large one topping, and she loads the toppings on, large one-topping pizza, um, uh, retails for in the 20s, 21 22 bucks. you figure in the tax, whatever, however you want to figure it, but I mean, it's a great deal, $10, you can dine in, she's got three or four tables, or you can take out, um, maybe you just want to walk in, order, wait around, take a few minutes of your time, relax a little bit, but if you want to phone in your order and have it ready for you, um, you give her a call at 303-777-4992. That's 303-777-4992. Um, I also went to Tony's Meat Market. I went to Tony's Meat Market in the... Happy Canyon Shopping Center, whatever you call it there, Santa Fe and Happy Canyon, Castle Pines, Castle Pines North, Castle Pines Village, whatever that neighborhood is called there, I know it's Castle Rock Mailing. Right across from Trestles Coastal Cuisine, I got a call on the air, and a listener said, you really ought to go in and have a sandwich. I, I, I didn't even know they had sandwiches. I don't shop at Tony's. I'm very familiar with the original store on Dry Creek right off of, what is that, Holly. And um, in matter of fact, I used to know a few people with the company. Uh, so I went and um, they had a daily special that was a roasted turkey with white cheese, uh, $9.99. I add, you know what the thing that I'm going to say, though, is I said, well, I love a pastrami sandwich and I really love a Reuben. And the lady behind the counter, I mean, you could tell she was absolutely bored to death, said, they're both good. Okay, well, if you're not going to weigh in on one or the other, which one is a bigger seller? They sell about the same. All right, well, then there's a third sandwich that I'd like to, be con I'd like to consider. How about this sandwich? How does it go with the other two? They're all about the same. And I looked at the lady standing next to me, Vicky. Vicky and her husband live in Castle Pines Village, and delightful lady. Um, she kind of looked at me and <laughs> kind of smiled and said, not a lot of personality here. We're not going to get a lot of help, are we? And I said, nope. So I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'll get the daily special, and I will get the Reuben sandwich so that I could compare them. 
And um, guys, you know, they've got such a wonderful meat selection. They've got such a wonderful deli at Tony's Meat Market there in Happy Canyon. But man, I, and, and the man, then I went to check out, and the manager was kind of checking me out. I, I mean, I, I have to tell you something. I, they could have used a little bit more personality. They could have used a little bit more friendliness. The food was good, and I want to thank the listener that uh, took the time to uh, phone it in. And uh, if you're in that neighborhood, maybe you might want to stop in and check out the uh, the deli counter and see if there's something that... Uh, and if you want a suggestion, give me a call. <laughs> I'll tell you which one I thought was better. I'll be more than happy to weigh in on that. All right, I found an article. Talking with others in person boosts your mood more than texting. Let's share that article when we come back on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Joyce's Famous Pizza until 5 o'clock. All right, welcome back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Happy to have you aboard. Happy to have you with me. I have talked about this on the air a lot, and I think it's becoming even more important as we go along. It's phone etiquette. I know I hear you groan. I see you rolling your eyes, but I've said this over and over and over, and it doesn't just apply to restaurants. It applies to businesses. If you give them a call, and they can't be polite over the phone. If they can't be helpful over the phone, friendly, what makes you think that's going to change when you walk in the door? So I have always, I know, and I'll tell you why this happened. I was at a place in Castle Rock called the Perspire Sauna Studio. And uh, I banged myself up. I wanted to loosen up my muscles. I found this place. It's a franchise group. Uh, they're in Denver. They're in Castle Rock. They're coming to Colorado Springs. And you go in and you literally sit for 20 minutes in, is it 20 minutes? No, 40 minutes. I beg your pardon. 40 minutes in this sauna. And it's not like the rocks and all of that type of stuff. And I called them up and they were so nice. And they told, I went over there. I could take Bailey, the Mexican street dog. I got a room that had the sauna and a shower. So he, of course, could lie out in front of the sauna. And I could just work my muscles in this room, do a little bit of weights in there that I had brought with me, a little bit of exercise. And the young lady, 22 years old, her name is Fallon, F-A-L-L-O-N. And she was so personable and so friendly and so helpful that it made me want to go there. And I wind up buying, I didn't sign up for a membership, but I bought additional um, sessions so I can go and use this at my leisure because I have a tendency, I seem to, I don't, I don't get sick, but I seem to bang myself up a lot. And so it just helped the muscles. And I was so impressed with that. And I told her, especially because at her age, 22 years old, she said, well, now when you make your next appointment, Mike, uh, we have an app. If you And I said, and I looked at her and she said, feel free to call. I said, you know what? I'm a dinosaur. I got apps all over my phone. I know that people get apps so that they get a free subway on 
Monday or a free pizza on Tuesday or free buffalo wings on Wednesday. But I make my living talking, and I think that the face-to-face interaction is important. And I'm telling you this just because I think that it's how you ought to judge a business. I really like this place, and I really like this person. And she said, Mike, she's got this beautiful smile. And she said, you know what, Mike, I agree with you. I think that we do way too much texting, way too much voicemail, way too much email. Well, I found an article. Surprise. Talking with others in person boosts mood more than texting, scrolling, or being alone, study says. Conversations with others in person improve mood more than using a smartphone. All right, so you go to a restaurant. You've already looked at the app for the menu. You get there, and the server comes over, and you don't even have time to say, hello, how are you, what's your name, What's good on the menu? You just say, bring me this, bring me that. And they go away. Talk to them. Have a little bit of social. We're social animals. Look, I can be alone as well as anybody you know. But I think that we need social interaction. Social media linked to startling rise in teen depression. Experts says parents should delay smartphone use. I'm not going to get into this whole article, but mother and neuropsychologist, I'm not even sure what that is, Dr. Jennifer Reisman discusses the consequences of longer screen time for teenagers and what parents can do to help their child's mental health issues. Talking to another person, even if that person is a stranger, and of course, Mike Boyle, he'll talk to anybody. My ex-wife said he'll talk to anybody. Boost people's moods more than engaging in screen time or spending time sitting quietly alone, a new study found. Researchers from the University of Georgia's Franklin College of Arts and Sciences also discovered that even if a chat with others boosted people's moods more, they originally had assumed that they would get more enjoyment out of scrolling on their phones. However, lead author Christina Lechfor said when people are out in the real world, they have these options. That would be talking to people or using social media, whatever it happens to be. But they like to be in a social situation, a social environment. We're interested in getting a sense of how people compare their options, both in terms of how to expect to feel and then how they actually feel after doing these things. Let me give you another example. Bailey, the Mexican street dog, got in a dust-up with another dog, and um, he gave as good as he got, but I was a little bit concerned about a couple of things. I was going to go to a vet in Castle Rock. So you call a vet, they can get you in in two weeks. You call a vet, they can get you in in 10 days. So I make an appointment with a vet for a week out, but I said, I don't want to wait that long. And one of the neighbors told me that in Castle Rock, and I'm sure wherever you're listening to me, there's one close to you, that there is a vet ER room, okay? And so I went there. They were so nice, and they were so professional. And you could tell, Bailey knows that I'm not taking him anywhere where he's not going to be welcome, whether it's a restaurant, the bank, the liquor store, the radio stations. He goes with me. People are happy to see him. Sometimes they're more happy to see him than they are to see me. But the point is, is that they did a great, great job. And so when we're getting ready to be discharged, I said, 
you know, I don't really take him to a vet. I don't go to a doctor. He doesn't really go to a vet. Um, we take care of ourselves. We eat right. We get some sleep. I said, but I did find this doctor, and I think I called them up, and they were very friendly, very professional, and they can see Bailey for another check after this visit next week. And they said, well, we're not supposed to recommend vets or veterinary services. You can imagine. I mean, there's a lot of them that use this ER room and recommend this ER room. And I said, oh, okay, because uh, this is the one I made an appointment with. And both the manager and the PA, the physician's assistant, both just smiled. Their eyes lit up and they said, oh, well, like I said, we don't recommend, but that is where we take her. So you can see that in people's faces. And it's not necessarily what they say. It's their facial expression. It's their reactions. So this study goes on and it talks about how they studied participants in four groups uh, just to see their different reactions. Conversations with others increased positive emotions by more points than anything judged on apps, smartphones, texting, or scrolling. Sitting alone actually ranked last. Now, I make my living socially. Maybe you're with people all day, so you go home. Maybe you want to put on a little mood music. Maybe you want to put on the television. I like to just come home, pop a cold beer, watch a sunset, and sit in the quiet. But the point is, is that we, like I said, are social animals. And I think that, you know what, it doesn't matter whether you're going to a restaurant or you're going to a place to buy your tires. If you talk to people and if you interact with them, and I think that this certainly carries out into your dining experience, it will translate into something um, that is much more positive than just sitting by yourself and scrolling through your phone. If if I thought that people were scrolling through their phones to read a good book, I read books on my phone. If I thought that people were scrolling through their phones to Google a nice place to go for a meal, a nice place to take a day trip, to do a little research on a product project that they were doing, I'd say that's great. But if they're just trying to see which celebrity has dyed their hair green, I'm just not sure that that's as beneficial as getting out and uh, just having some conversation. In the new study, having a conversation with another person held the highest positive emotional value of the groups. Using a, smart, a smartphone came in a distant second. Sitting alone came in third. And what, what, what I've done... Uh, is I've done a little bit of paraphrasing of the article, but I think that you get the drift. And I just, I just thought it was important to share. That's why when we do these, that's why I take phone calls. That's why I respond to your email messages. Yes, that's electronic. but And that's why I give out my cell phone number. It's on my website at mikeboyle.com. I get people that just call my cell phone. They want to know, tell me about Mexico. Tell me about this restaurant. I've got a good book for you. So give me a call and... Uh, and either on the air or off, and come to these events when we have an event, 
and just we'll chat and get to know each other and uh, enjoy it. Okay. All right. I just wanted to share that with you. I think it's important. Talking with others in person boosts your mood more than texting, scrolling, or being alone. All right. Another server. You don't get this stuff on another restaurant show. another service of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. Got plenty more to talk about. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. I love that line, made a lot of almost love in the back of that pickup truck. Guys, remember when foreplay was two hours of begging? 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Uh, Joyce's Famous Pizza, up until 5 o'clock. Get your order in, 303-777-4992. I called them during the break. They said, we are getting orders. People are stopping by, but we are getting people in and out. Lickety split, no problem whatsoever. So 303-777-4992. A 20-plus dollar value for only 10 bucks. This is the regular, gigantic, large one-topping pizza, $20 plus value, $21, $22 for only $10, $21.20 South Broadway, Joyce's Famous Pizza, just south of Evans, 303-777-4992. I told you that I have football schedules from Robin Carroll Hoffman of the Hoffman Group, and uh, some people are sending me emails. If you would like one, I will mail it out to you. Send me an email at mike at mikeboyle.com. A couple of other things that uh, I wanted to mention to you. I talked with Chris Kapoor. Chris is the owner of Indian's Restaurant at India's Restaurant at 8921 East Hampton, right across from the Kennedy Golf Course. Eh, Not quite to the Kennedy Golf Course, but you know what I'm talking about. And um, he said, Mike, um, could you push the lunch buffet? A little bit more. He said people just seem to forget, you know, he kind of old, you know, you know, we, everybody was in the habit of going to an Indian restaurant for an Indian lunch buffet. And then all of a sudden we had the shutdown, very unnecessary in my personal opinion. And so people kind of got out of the habit and maybe they don't think that the buffet is open. Well, his is open. It does well. But he said, would you remind people that they can get the chicken tikka masala, the butter chicken, sog paneer, the lentils. Uh, they've got a wonderful mushroom curry, the vegetable pakora, uh, the non bread, either the regular or the garlic, all on the buffet. I always start with a salad. It's very, very good. And um, maybe stop by and see Chris and uh, just say hello. He's a great guy. He's had that restaurant for 35 years doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I want to thank, um, and I might mention this again tomorrow, because I can never remember when people mention stuff on Saturday, an email, or Sunday show, but 
a listener called up and said, since you're a baseball guy, speaking of baseball, tomorrow I'm going to do my annual, and I don't want you to roll your eyes because I won't take a lot of time on it, but I know that there's people out there listening that say, well, the Rockies have won 52, 58 games and lost 102. They've got two more games. It's the worst season they've ever had in their 30-year history. They've got to sell the team. We've got to send somebody that wants to spend more money. Well, I always bring up as we get to the playoffs, and the playoffs will begin on Tuesday, um, a list of the salaries for all 30 teams, 1 through 30. And it's kind of interesting who makes the playoffs correlated to their payrolls. I'm not going to give you a bunch of payroll numbers. I'm not going to have you roll your eyes back in your head. But we're going to do that tomorrow a little bit. We're also going to be taking some calls at 303-696-1971. I'll be on with you from 10 o'clock until noon. But I got a call from somebody that said, you're a baseball guy. You like baseball. You worked in the game. Have you seen the movie The Saint of Second Chances? It's the story of a guy named Mike Veck. And Mike Veck is the grandson of the gentleman that in the 20s, 1920s, 1930s, was the president of the Chicago Cubs. They're from the Chicago area. And then his son, Bill Veck, went into baseball and at one time owned the St. Louis Browns, not the Cardinals, the Browns, before they went away, the Cleveland Indians and the Chicago White Sox. And when he was with the Chicago White Sox, he wanted you to wonder what was going on at the ballpark. So he's the guy that started Dime Beer Days. Yeah, they used to sell beer for a dime. Free hot dogs, exploding scoreboards. Uh, had a disco demolition night, which got uh, sideways on him. But they made a movie about this, and he's got a son. Bill's got a son named Mike. And Mike went into the baseball business under his dad and then began to own clubs on his own, minor league clubs. And all of the stuff that you see promotionally in the major leagues started in the minor leagues. And it started under Bill Veck back in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, back when most major league teams thought that it was way too hokey. Well, it worked in the minor leagues, and major leagues said, you know what, we need to draw more people, so maybe we need to do some of this promotional stuff. The movie is about Mike Veck, and it's, it, it, I'm telling you this, even if you are not a baseball fan, maybe you just kind of like an occasional game, uh, maybe when the World Series comes around, you like to root for a team, especially if one of the teams is your favorite, but it's a good movie. It was called The Saint of Second Chances, and it has started, I believe, in theaters. And then it got to be a little hard to get. I got a call last week from a listener that said that it was on, and I believe it's Netflix. I don't know why I don't have it right in front of me. Maybe I can bring it up on my phone. But um, I thought it was very, very good. Um, I really enjoyed it. So The Saint of Second Chances, it was 90 minutes. and That's perfect for me. I've got about an hour and a half attention span uh, when it comes to that stuff. So anyway, I'm sitting here looking to see if I can find it real quickly. 
neither here nor there, but the, the saint of second chances. Something else I'm really looking forward to seeing is a movie coming out on October 20th. And this is going to be a, um, this is going to be a, um, what do you call it, um, in theater movie. It's with Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's called Killers of the Flower Moon. It was a book, it is a book, written by David Grann, G-R-A-N-N. And he, he wrote Lost City, of the, uh, Lost City of Z about the British explorer that went into the Amazon back in the early 20th century and has never been heard from again, looking for the indigenous people and so forth. I mean, he does a lot of research. Killers of the Flower Moon is about early in the 20th century when the Indians on the reservations down in Oklahoma, the Osage Indians, discovered oil on their land. And, of course, that immediately set them up for a fleecing by governmental agencies, the federal government. And maybe you've heard the stories about how they would buy a Cadillac and have a full tank of gas and went and ran out of gas. They just went and bought another Cadillac. But it was really a good book. You might remember that I had David on. All right, welcome back to the Mike Boyle out. Restaurant Show. That, um, uh, that I had him on when the book came out. And um, now I w- I'm going to see the movie. I think, I think it's going to be a very good movie, so I'll keep you posted when that comes up. Uh, one other thing, I've talked about uh, a movie. Now I've talked about another movie coming out. Books. Um, you know, it's a restaurant, travel, movies, books, sports, whatever we feel like talking about show. I just finished a C.J. Box book, Three Weeks to Say Goodbye. It's not one of the Joe Pickett books. It's not one of his Cassie Duell books. Um, it's a standalone. I really enjoyed it. It came out in about 2009. It is set in Denver. I enjoyed that. thought I would share it with you. And if you listen to the Dennis Prager show, yeah, was it yesterday or the day? It must have been the day before. Um, he interviewed Bill O'Reilly. Remember the O'Reilly Factor on Fox News, a tremendously popular show? Bill O'Reilly and a guy named Martin Dugard, D-U-G-A-R-D, they write the Killing series of books. They are great. They're well-researched. They're well-done. Gives you a great grasp of his history. Killing Lincoln, killing Kennedy, killing Jesus, killing Patton, killing Reagan, killing the Rising Sun. There are 18 of them. And he's got a new one out that just came out. And when I listened to the interview with Dennis Prager, I said, I'm getting that book. I went to Amazon. Uh, the jacket price is $32. Uh, I got it from Amazon, shipped overnight, I believe, with tax and shipping and everything. It came to about $22, uh, but it's a nice hardback book. Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Killing the Witches revisits one of the most frightening and inexplicable episodes in American history, the events of 1692 and 1693 in Salem Village, Massachusetts 
What began as a mysterious affliction of two girls who suffered violent fits and exhibited strange behavior soon spread to other young women. Rumors of demonic possession and witchcraft consumed Salem. Three women were arrested under suspicion of being witches, uh, but the hysteria spread. More than 200 people were accused. Uh, 32 were found guilty. 20 were executed. Others died in jail. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about Salem, Massachusetts when we come back. Randy Corcoran coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll catch up with Randy as well. We'll be right back. Joyce's Famous Pizza till 5 o'clock. Six minutes away from that, it's 4.54. Yeah, I'm going to have myself a nice cold Coors banquet. They're celebrating 150 years out in Golden up until 6 o'clock tonight, thanks to the Coors Brewing Company. Uh, you've got six more minutes to get your phone in to your order in. Uh, either stop by or phone in to Joyce's Famous Pizza, 303-777-4992. Great deal. Dine in, take out, get as many as you want. I looked up the Saint of Second Chances. I thought that it was on Netflix. That was confirmed for me during that break. It's an hour and 34 minutes. So, uh, you know what? I, 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 whether you're a baseball fan or not, it will give you a lot of history. And uh, I think you just might enjoy it. Netflix, the Saint of Second Chances. I'll be back tomorrow with another show from 10 o'clock until noon. But coming up at 5 o'clock is Randy Corcoran, just back from the Nixon White House in San Clemente, California, where uh, he was at the second Republican candidate debate. Let's see what he's got coming up at 5 o'clock. Randy, welcome to the show. You know, I always hate to correct the host, but I think you meant the second great American debacle. Ah. That, that debate was just a mess as far as I'm concerned. Mike, did you watch it? I did not, Randy. Uh, I have a life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I did not watch it. Um, you know me. I've made it very clear. Whoever gets the Republican nomination will get my enthusiastic support, both on the air and maybe even a check. Um, but I did, I did not watch it, to be honest with you. No. Well, I was fortunate to be invited to the debate because there were very few tickets. There were only about 10 RNC committee members there, maybe a few more than that. But uh, the reason I went is because it led to a private tour of the Reagan Library, got to hang out with uh, Ronald Reagan's son, Michael, and his wife, Colleen, a By little way, bit. I said, the, I said the Nixon Library in San Clemente. There's another. We're not slaves to accurate information on the Mike Boyle <laughs> restaurant show. Uh, the Reagan Library, which I believe is up in Thousand Oaks, up in Agora, somewhere up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So All beautiful. Right. So anyway, I'm sorry. You got to hang around with Mike Reagan and his wife. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, I mean, it was so, and the private tour of the Reagan Library was just phenomenal. Uh, the debate was a okay. bunch, seemed like a bunch of children talking over each other. The moderators wanted to dominate with lengthy, ridiculous questions. Dana Perino was kind of a disaster, just uh, on and on and on, and 
it's just such a waste of time and effort as far as I'm concerned, given the lead that Trump has. These people are vying for second place at best. Yeah. Randy, I got my 2023 state ballot information booklet. Can you explain to me and or listeners why anybody would possibly vote for, vote positively on Proposition HH. If you could discuss that briefly, I know my listeners would appreciate it. Well, yeah, the infamous blue book. Uh, and the only reason people will fall for what I affectionately refer to as Preparation H is because they manage to get in language that makes it look uh, favorable for taxpayers. It's not. It will crush you as a homeowner. It will cost you over time your Tabor refund. It's a bad idea, and I will be trying to encourage people to vote no, no, and if you get a third chance, hell no. All right. So my thoughts exactly. Randy, I will tell you that um, it is going to have to be something of monumental import for me to vote yes on tax increases. Uh, in Douglas County, we've got 5A, 5B schools. It'll be positioned as for our children. Well, first of all, I'm not a believer in our children. I'm a believer in my child and raising my child as best I could, paying the bills as much as I could. And um, I would like for the school system, but until somebody comes along and wants to give us choice, um, and when I say us, I don't have any dog in the fight anymore, but you understand what I'm saying. So um, I I, I just don't see myself voting for anything that enables the government to keep any more of my money. Yeah, I I have said no. Even when I had kids in the Cherry Creek School District, I said more no, no to more money. I wanted people to trim the fat, less administration, more education. Keep their own money. His name is Randy Corcoran. Does a great job. He'll be up here uh, right after the news. I'm done for the day. 303-696-1971 is the number. If you want to call me tomorrow between 10 o'clock and noon, I would love to hear from you. The album song is Zach Brown's Toes. Toes in the water, butt in the sand. Not a worry in the world. A cold beer in my hand. Adios and vaya con Dios. Goodbye and go with God. Great day, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'll talk to you tomorrow, 10 o'clock, for another edition of The Restaurant Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 